0: Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Journey this week. My name is Jude Hennessy, and this is a show that is brought to you by a whole bunch of crazy Catholics that are contributing to the wonderful thing that is Christian radio right around Australia, and we go into over 30 radio stations from east to west and up and down and spotted throughout the middle all over the joint. Quite amazing, really. Very, very humbling for us to think that we're contributing to the the great ministry and work of, of radio stations all around the country. ...and being able to do so with some really quality people contributing to the show. People like uh, Josh Clayton, Deacon Josh from Bathurst. He's going to contribute to the show today with a, a bit of a story about the impact of church bells in communities. Trish McCarthy is going to remind us about the, uh, the gifts of nature. We're going to be hearing from Peter Gilmore, but in a different way to what we'd normally hear from him in his God spots. We've just got a bit of a testimony from him today. He's going to tell us a little bit about his, his journey of faith... Mother Hilda, of course, Mother Hilda Scott. A bit of a story about music from her today. And kicking us off, we're going to be hearing from Father Mark D. Batista. He is breaking open the Gospel for us, which is the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. That's the reading we're going to be hearing, which is Matthew 11, 25 to 30. That story where Jesus says to his Father, you have hidden these things from the wise and revealed them to little children. And so Father Mark, after we hear the Gospel, is going to break open that for us and Father Mark's reflection is called A Childlike Heart. Lots of music on the show, too. We're we'll going to hear from Chrissy Metz first up, Talking to God. We've got some casting grounds. We're going to be hearing from Chris Tomlin. Heaps and heaps of good stuff. All mixed in with the great stuff from our presenters. It's such a joy to bring you this show each and every week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew.
1: Jesus exclaimed, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for hiding these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. Yes, Father, for that is what it pleased you to do. Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father just as no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to Me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder My yoke and learn from Me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes, My yoke is easy, and my burden light the gospel of the lord and now the gospel reflection with father mark de batista
2: have you ever had a chat with someone who hasn't had a lot of education hasn't read many books doesn't watch a lot of current affairs but just seems to have a lot of wisdom and particularly a lot of insight into human nature religion the things of faith and yet At the end of the conversation, you stop and ask yourself, where did this person get it all? I think Jesus was speaking about something like this in the gospel today, where he's praising his Father. And the Greek word talks about him being exuberant with joy, praising his Father in heaven for having hidden these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. In fact, the Greek word talks about infants. And when it comes to matters of faith, knowledge of God, it's those with a childlike heart who, in fact, have the deepest insights. Oftentimes, we run across people who've had a lot of education, read a lot of books, but because there's a tremendous amount of pride there, they lack and fail to get the insight and the wisdom that God really wants to communicate to them. You see, God's ways, as we know and the proverb says, are not our ways. And that can sound a bit cliche, but it's absolutely true. God looks at those who are humble of heart. Sometimes even actual children show and demonstrate more wisdom than adults around them. What's going on? There's a simplicity there. And Jesus is rejoicing in this. Which goes to show, therefore, that normal human expectation, where we think somebody who may actually be more intelligent, therefore ought to have more wisdom, is a false understanding. It's those who are, in fact, humble of heart, who, in fact, have the greatest wisdom about God, about humanity, about the things that really matter. So, therefore, how do we end up having the ways of God, having thoughts like God? And that comes about from taking on the mind of Christ. By striving to live out His commandments, yes, I know we all fail, no one can do it perfectly, but by striving every day to pray a little bit, to reflect on His Word, to keep His commandments, little by little, and I'm not talking here over a few weeks or months, but over years, we gradually begin to take on the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ most perfectly resembles the mind of God, because he is also God. One other point Jesus makes clear in this gospel passage is that the revelation of the Father doesn't happen except through the Son, and the ones through whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And again, the Greek word used here, bulomai, refers to making a deliberate choice. So Jesus Christ wants to deliberately reveal the Father to us, but only those who have a childlike humble heart can receive such wisdom. Let's pray for an increase in this humility of ours, that God's grace may take away that pride that blinds us from seeing the beautiful things of God and enable us to avoid the sophistication and rather seek that simplicity that enables us to feel at peace and interiorly filled with joy.
3: You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
4: I was catching up with an old friend Nothing too heavy, just checking me. How's it going, how's your mom there? And for once he talked more than me, said, I hear a lot about you around here. Yeah, I know it's been one of them years. I get it, man, you do the best you can, still wind up on your knees. I was talking to God last night, about why things happen, the way they do, yeah, they share.
3: interviews and wisdom for living life
5: to the full.
1: Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda.
5: There's an old Jewish legend that goes like this. After David has slain Goliath, King Saul invited him into his palace in order to honour him. David loved music and was especially delighted to see a harp standing in the corner. Saul said, oh yes, I paid a lot of money for that and I've had nothing but harsh sounds from it, no matter how many of my illustrious musicians play it. David took it up to try it and drew such exquisite music from it that every man was moved. It seemed that the harp sang and laughed and wept. King Saul was shocked and said, how is it that everyone else has only been able to draw discord from that harp and only you could bring out music? The future King David replied, "'Before me, each man tried to play his own song on those strings, "'but I sang to the harp its own song. "'I recall how it had been a young tree "'with birds that chirped in its branches "'and limbs that were green with leaves and blossomed in the sun. "'I reminded it of the day men came and cut it down "'and you heard it weep under my fingers. "'I explained then that this is not the end.' Its death as a tree meant the start of a new life in which it would glorify God as a harp. And you heard how it rejoiced under my hands. So the old Jewish teacher said, When the Messiah comes, many will try to sing their own song on his harp and their tunes will be harsh. We must sing on his harp his own song, the song of his life, passions, joys, sufferings, death and resurrection. Only then will our music be true. Well, the Messiah is here. God does already live among us. And I wonder how truly we've come to know him, so that when we speak of him, it is truly himself that we proclaim, not some made-up, improvised versions of ourselves. The difference is very clear even to the tone-deaf who are longing for his music of truth, comfort, understanding, purpose and meaning. We cannot play music we do not know. But if we know him, we cannot but play his song. And there is one more thing. What a delight it is to God when we so abandon ourselves to him that he can play his song on the harp of our soul. When that happens... I think the music of heaven has already begun.
0: Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. A bit of a message for us to to play his song, to glorify God by being part of his song, and a a great little link that she made there between that calling and the story of David playing the harp for King Saul. After the break, we're going to be hearing a really powerful, I think, testimony. It's it's great, from a mate of mine, from a a long-time contributor to the show, Pete Gilmore. His faith testimony, which we've just entitled Decisions of the Heart, is, is a bit of a story of him and his deep encounter with the presence of God as a young man, and effectively how that changed his life. Decisions of the Heart with Pete Gilmore after the break. First up, though, his Pat Barrett and the song Build My Life. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey.
6: Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever read. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Just the only one who could ever say worthy of every breath
3: on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness
1: time again for another faith testimony. Let's catch up with someone that you've heard a lot of over the years on the journey. Pete, you're a regular. So tell us a little bit about your journey with God.
7: I think uh, like a lot of people in my late teens, I went through some, some difficult times. I don't think I ever said it with my words to my parents, but through my decisions to disengage with church, I made what was going on in my heart crystal clear. And basically, for a lot of reasons, I hated God. I hated him because of situations I'd gone through. I hated him that I felt so alone. I hated him for everything that had gone wrong, even when I had made the decisions uh, when I knew that he had a better, a better plan for me. It was a lot of hate, and um, it was around this time that I got heavily involved with drinking and drugs, and my life kind of spiraled out of control. Uh, and it was in my early 20s I found myself depressed and suicidal and hiding myself away. I, I don't often think about this aspect of my journey, but but when I do, I think about how it must have been for my parents. It, it would have been hard for them to watch their son go through this. And you know, days turned into weeks, and weeks into months, and months into years. And and not long after my twenty-first birthday, which I spent in my room as my family and friends desperately tried to coax me out of even for a day, it's around this time that my my brother invited me to a Christian camp. I was like, oh, not this. Nonsense again. And he, he, he gave me kind of like a mental out. He said, you know, you don't have to do anything or go to anything. I just need you to help with the sound. Can you do that? And I, you know, I said, sure, I'll, I'll help. And it just so happened that my elder sister was going to be there as well. And you know, what are the odds? Um, on one of the nights during a, a prayer service, there was an opportunity to have people pray with you if you, if you wanted. And I was like, oh, prayer, you know, even, even if God exists, which I doubt. And even if he can hear prayers, which I doubt, why would I want to spend any time with him anyway? My brother and my sister then, they said, you know, know, we're going up and it's going to be a family prayer. And if you don't come, it won't be family prayer, which is kind of a clever sort of sneaky tactic. And I, I didn't even stop to think that my parents weren't there or my other sibling, but fine, I'll go. If that's what it takes to get you to leave me alone, I'll go. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting what happened. As as soon as they began praying, I felt crushed by this tremendous weight. It was too big, too heavy, pushing me down. And as I experienced this uh, in my mind's eye, I began to see every sin that I'd ever committed, all of them, all in a row. It was the, the worst movie ever. Every little and big thing, uh the ways that I'd hurt myself, the ways that I'd hurt others, the ways that... I turned from God, all of it. And then I heard God speak into my heart, and this is what I've done for you. And suddenly the weight was gone. It was lifted, deleted, destroyed. And I began to weep. I began to weep because I knew for the first time it was real, that he loved me. And in my pain, rather than run to him, I'd run away. And that was the beginning of my journey home. I, you know, I'd love to say that everything was resolved that night. It wasn't. He was kind and patient and gentle with me. And I'm, I'm still a work in progress. And I think I always will be this side of heaven. But I know that he loves me. I know that I love him. And I believe that Jesus' death and resurrection were for my salvation. And that has changed everything in me and for me. That's my story.
1: Thanks, Pete. What a powerful story. Thanks for sharing that with, uh, with our audience.
0: They're great power in the in the faith stories and testimonies and experiences of God's presence and conversion that you hear in people's journeys of faith. You can't argue with them. You've got to listen to them and be amazed at the intervention of God into people's lives. Thanks so much to Pete Gilmore for that sharing that you've given us. You've given us in a really generous way. And thanks to Max Norton, who is right behind the recording of all of this good stuff that we get from our our Godspot presenters and our storytellers and our interviews each and every week. We also heard from Nick and Becky Drake, Speak Your Name, and after the break we've got some more music coming, but in the mix too is going to be Trish McCarthy. She's going to talk to us about the gifts of nature and in particular focus in on this amazing thing that surrounds us everywhere, water. We are pointed back to God everywhere we look. First up, here's casting there on the song Jesus at a Distance and Trish McCarthy after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy
8: and you're on the journey. I've been keeping Jesus at a distance So afraid to let him get too close To the two lives I've been living As if he couldn't see them both Close enough to feel the warmth of the fire Far enough away for me to hide But I'm tired of walking the wire Between the darkness and the light No more Jesus at a distance No more pushing you away I don't want to settle for the back row Of some Sunday morning's faith So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Can change every part of me Every part of me I was offered resurrection But I settled for the grave I had the chance to walk on water But I chose to play it safe I've been hiding from a healer I thought my wounds were out of reach But at the end of all my riding, You're still running after me So no more Jesus at a distance No more pushing you away I don't want to settle for the back of Some Sunday morning faith. So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing See, no more Jesus at a distance. Come change every part of me, every part of me. All my dreams and all my treasure, every part of me, every part of me, when I can barely hold it together. When I can't control where tomorrow's going, never part, of me, never part of me. When the ghost of my yesterdays come calling, me, Who I am when there's no one else around, me, me. When the sun comes up to the sun goes down, never part, of me, never part of me. So no more Jesus. At a distance No more pushing you away I don't want to settle For the back road Of some Sunday morning faith So I'm holding Nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus At a distance You change every part of me Every part of me Every part of me holding nothing back now because there's nothing you don't see no more Jesus at a distance come change every part of me No more Jesus at a distance come change every part of me. Faith,
3: hope, love and life this is the journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy.
9: In John chapter 4 and chapter 7, Jesus speaks of living water, fresh from the source, and water that brings life, unlike any we have ever known. Although Jesus was speaking on a spiritual level, we know that physically water is essential to life. We can go several weeks without food, but without water, our physical being is greatly limited. In fact, many diseases of the body can be traced back to a lack of hydration. Water that the body needs to function on a cellular level. Put simply, it is vital for both our physical and spiritual well-being. Your action point this week is to focus on hydrating or rehydrating your body, and I'll give you three things to practice. Firstly, a glass of water as soon as you rise. Secondly, to list all the foods you've eaten in the last 24 hours, and circle the water-rich foods, those fruits, vegetables and leafy greens. This doesn't include milk and juice, meat and poultry, pasta, bread. And thirdly, if you've circled less than 75% of your list, your aim is to increase your daily intake of water-rich foods to 75%. If you're looking for a place to start, green, orange and red fruit and veggies are a great place to start.
0: Thanks so much to Trish there the life-giving power of water. It's amazing when you start to scratch the surface and really break it down and look at the properties of water. Well, I'm just left in a sense of awe. So many people are. It's just the most incredible substance. And when you look at it through the eyes of faith, that just points to the awesomeness of God. A bit more music for you now. We're going to hear from Andrew Rip for my cup after the break. We're going to be hearing from... This legend from Bathurst, his name's Josh Clayton. He's the bush deacon. And he's got a story for us all about church bells today and how church bells unite us. That's going to be closing out the show. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end, but you're still on the journey.
10: Through the depths of the valley where the sun can't reach, I've been high, I've been low. I've been looking for the river that could fill my soul. Been walking to a city I cannot see. Now I come, Lord.
3: under Queensland and you're listening to The Journey <clears throat>
4: Steal me by joy forever and ever. Christ
3: Together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness.
11: And now here's the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. Recently someone explained to me something I didn't know about church bells. I must admit up until now I, I had the view that when church bells ring, it was an attempt for people to be reminded that church was about to start and you know what get in your car or start walking and get to church. Recently someone knowledgeable explained to me that it wasn't necessarily just that it was obviously a reminder for people that of the time and and the church worship corporate worship was about to occur in a church but it was also a reminder for those that couldn't be there that couldn't make their way to the church that others would be praying in some ways this was a more important aspect of the bells ringing that you could be united even if you were working in the field or working in an office, whatever it is, that you are, you united to the prayers of those that were part of that time of, of corporate worship in the church. It's a nice thought to have, isn't it? That those bells, when we hear those bells ringing, and many of us in our lives, especially in big cities or, or even in little towns, you'll hear a bell ringing, whether it's a hear, hearing a bell ring at a school or, or it's a church or, or maybe it's some other government building. It's a nice thought that those bells might not just be telling you to do something, but encouraging you to unite yourself in prayer to those that are actually praying. For me, I'm going to try and think differently about hearing the bells, whether you hear the bells ringing or tolling at a funeral, or whether you just hear the bells that have just always rung at certain times. Uniting our prayers, gathering together in worship, God is so big, powerful, and amazing. We can be united in so many different ways. Even right now, we are united, those listening to this podcast. We are united together across all the different churches, all the different denominations, united in prayer, praying for our world, and praying for God's kingdom to come. It gives me hope. It makes me feel good. And it helps me to realize that maybe there's more parts of my day that I need to sanctify in prayer, hold up in prayer with others, not just thinking what I do is important, but uniting to what the entire church does. Listen out for the bells. They're uniting us.
0: Great song to round out the show this week, Newsboys. What a friend we have in Jesus, an oldie but a goodie. Before that, we heard from Josh Clayton, the Bush Deacon, the bells that unite us, talking about church bells. Thank you to him and to all of our contributors, to Trish McCarthy and to Pete Gilmore. Great to have Mother Hilda on the show and Father Mark D. Batista right at the top of the show, kicking us off with that beautiful reflection on this week's gospel. Don't forget you can go back and listen to jcr.org.au. You can visit that address. You can look at all of the stuff that we've done over the past 10 years. You can click on the links of your favorite presenters. You can listen to shows of this week or weeks gone by. You can send links to friends. People use it for the the basis of some small group gatherings that they have, particularly the stuff that we do around the gospel reflection each week. We don't mind how you use it. We're just uh, really humbled and stoked that it's blessing so many people. Lots of people listening in each and every week via our partnering radio stations. Thank you to all of them right around the country, from east to west and north to south. And I would encourage you as we're entered into July and um, and we've come to the end of another financial year, you really start to think about how you can support that work and that ministry, which is so profound and so far-reaching in, in your local communities. But this stuff doesn't happen without people like you and me supporting our local Christian radio stations. We will be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks for joining us on The Journey.
1: The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.